Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Sports Complex. Ah! Of the Horn. Two of the sports complex here on the horn. Uh, we're definitely going to be getting some NFL talk here. We'll play a little sound from Okamoto with Ian Robbie talking about some uh, Texas football as well. Uh, and whatever you guys want to talk about on the text line 512 447 3776. You guys drive the show, I just try to keep it on the rails. So, questions or comments or concerns or anything you want to talk about, any hot takes you got, send those in on the text line. We'll get to them. We try to get to everybody's text here on the sports complex. Uh, we can also throw in that we will be uh, – the poll of the day is talking about what number would you like to see retired? If you could pick anybody to retire a number to honor a player that you feel had a contribution to a team, who would you pick to honor that player? Since Shaq is getting his number retired in Orlando, who would you pick to get their number retired? It can't be someone who's already retired because we've already got someone's brought by Vince Young, but Vince is already retired, so he can't go there. But if you want to talk any of that – Send that in. If you've got any predictions for the NFL, uh, if you think you've got a prediction of how Houston, the, the Texans game will go, if you want to, if you got a prediction of how, how big the Cowboys are going to win, you can send that in as well on the text line. Uh, back on the text line real quick, we do have a text that says, uh, someone to get their number retired, Justin Tucker. I want to see Justin Tucker. He did have that legendary kick. It would be it would be only be really fun to do if we if you honored him and did, did his number would be if you did it when A&M was at coming to Texas. I think that's the only time you could do it is if you did it with, to just to stick it and just show that replay over and over again of Texas beating uh, the Aggies the last time the Aggies and Longhorns played. I, I think that that would be worth it just to play it over and over again and retire his number and, man, you you sent the Aggies back into the SEC and now we're here and we're going to do it again. And then, uh, but hopefully it won't come down to field goals anymore. Hopefully. But I, I think that that would be a funny one if you did that uh, when you played the Aggies. It'd be a good time to do that one. Uh, another texter says, Would it be crazy if the Spurs went after Donovan Mitchell in a trade? And it all says, I hope next offseason we actually get players. Can't waste Wimby. Uh, look, I, look, this is a, you got to look at it one way of uh, that there's a Texas team that, or a Spurs team that, didn't know they were getting Wimby. And so a lot of this stuff's kind of planned out financially and what you're going to be doing. And between the time that they realized they were going to get Wimby Nyama and when they were able to start planning and what they're starting to be able to do, and then not knowing what you're really getting in Wimby Nyama because there is, you don't know what that learning curve is going to be. You don't know how long it's going to take for him to get used to the game. You've, you've spent time recruiting him or scouting him or whatever else, but you haven't necessarily had full conversations of, 
Where is his basketball IQ at? Where are we going to get? Is he going to be able to rebound? Are we going to be able to keep him on the court? And all of those questions are happening. So you can't build the team. So they're not really behind in building. They just haven't even really started. So next offseason, when they're going to go into it. Now, if you want to go on the Donovan Mitchell, I don't know if that works perfectly. Him and Vassell are kind of both off-the-ball players. I think you could find some other positions that are more important than uh, than what Mitchell would bring. Now, Mitchell will be an upgrade for anybody on that roster other than Wimby. But uh, I don't know if that necessarily fits your needs. Plus, you talk about a Donovan Mitchell comes from Utah, goes to Cleveland. I don't think he wants to go to another team in a small market like San Antonio. He's got a contract coming up in a few years. I don't. I think that you'd be taking a gigantic risk shipping out a lot of young talent and picks for a guy that if you don't win a title, and even if you do win a title, may still want to walk uh, because he's just tired of playing there and may want to go and you know have eyes for Miami or have eyes for New York or have eyes for a place that uh, is not Utah or Cleveland or San Antonio, and I love the city of San Antonio, but I don't know if Donovan Mitchell would. So I like that thought. I think it's it, Zach Levine is another one that's an interesting guy you could look at in that position. Uh, Pascal Siakam is another interesting person you could look that will probably be on the trade block. There's some of those people in there. Uh, also, you have to give Donovan Mitchell a ton of money uh, real soon. So that would be another part. The Spurs basically have to sign him and then give him a ton of money. And then between him and Vassell, one of them has to be the point guard pretty much. Uh, and I don't know if either one of them really benefits being the point guard. I can go more into that at another time because I want to get in some NFL talk. But uh, on the ball versus off the ball, guys. Uh, some other texts. Super excited for the Texans tomorrow. Trying to get my wife to cancel our appearance at a friend's 30th birthday party. Priority CP53. Uh, look, if, that, if your friends don't have a TV you can put on, then they're not your real friends, are they? Or if you have it on your phone, you got to have a way to have the the game somewhere where you can go check it out, right? That's what you need. You need to have the game somewhere where you can at least have it on your phone. But look, I have to have two TVs tomorrow because I got to watch the Longhorn start the the Big Twelve uh, schedule against uh, against uh, the the Texas Tech Red Raiders. I got to see that. You, anytime we're gonna probably beat the Red Raiders, you got to be watching that and be by the TV. So I uh, I get it, but that's. I don't know if he canceled the plans. I take over the party, but that's kind of who I am. I'm the guy who walks in and is like, where's your TV? I have a streaming stick in the car if we need it. I'll log into whatever service we're putting on the game. Texans, the Texans are in with a playoff win. The Texans are in with a win. They just got to win, and they're going to make the play. What a turnaround in one season. I'm going to get to that in just one second. I want to get some more of your text messages, though, because I don't want to miss anybody uh, before we get there. Uh, we'll get a couple more, and then we'll take. Uh, then we'll talk Texas. Uh, we'll talk some NFL real quick. Uh, Casey Hampton, I like that one. I like that one. Uh, is a number to be retired. CPAL, what about Bo Davis? I missed it. Uh, I Bo Davis. From all reports, are that he's coming back to Texas. All reports so far are coming back to Texas. Now, until he says I'm coming back and actually comes out and says I'm not taking another job, you can't say that. But all reports are right now that he's coming back, and I think. You know, maybe for Bo Davis, he doesn't want to go somewhere where he doesn't even know who the DC is going to be. Uh, I get that they want to bring him in, and you know, he may just not—he may not be a Brian Kelly guy, or maybe the Texas says, "You look, we'll give you the money, we'll give you even more money. Stay with us." I don't know, but from all reports that I have seen, from everyone I have talked to so far, and this is as of 4 p.m. today, uh, everyone I've talked to, all the reports say that. Uh, Texas, it, that Bo Davis will stay at Texas. That could change, but that's what I've seen. Uh, retire Ivan Melendez, the Hispanic Titanics. 
number. I like that one from West Texas Andy. Uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a you know he he had a big season. I think I think he may need to fall into enough time or is enough success in MLB that you come back and be like oh we're tired because of what you've done. But he was great. He was great at Texas. Great at Texas. Uh, and a ton of fun to watch. Ton of fun to watch. Uh, let's talk some NFL real quick. We'll get back to the text line. 512-447-3776. Poll of the day. Who would you like to see get their number retired? Because Shaq is getting his number retired in Orlando. That was announced yesterday. So uh, if you have somebody that you think in any sport or any uh, any sport or, or level of college or pro, if you have one of that, uh, go ahead and put that one and, and put that in the text line. 512-447-3776. You got to take on the NFL, the NBA, any of that, send that in as well on the text line. We'll get to it uh, as soon as we get done talking a little NFL. Uh, there are some. Diff- there's a bevy of playoff scenarios right now that are out there. I have what six, seven sheets of paper printed out of playoff scenarios. We can't go through them all, uh, but there are some games that do matter for certain teams. Uh, the Steelers and the Ravens are playing in a big game, but it's not so big for the Ravens. Lamar Jackson's going to be out. Zay Flowers. Uh, you got Humphrey and Hamilton on that defensive end that are going to be out as well. Some of the big players. Steelers still only favored by three points in this game. It doesn't seem like it's too much of a stretch that the Steelers have to go out. Mason Rudolph has been playing better for the Steelers team. If Mike Tomlin can get them into the playoffs once again, they do need a little bit of help, the Steelers do. Uh, if they win and they need Buffalo to lose, or they can get in if uh, if they win and then Jacksonville loses, but they need to win, and they need some help from a Buffalo team or Jacksonville. They can't just get in by themselves, but it could be open, but they're going to be playing hard against the Ravens. Uh, the big game, of course, is the Texans versus the Colts, uh, at least for people here, uh, Texans versus Colts. Texans are a point-and-a-half favorite right now. They lost to the Colts earlier this season, but this is a different Texans team, and we all know it. We know it's a very different Texans team. Uh, this is a different Colts team. They, Anthony Richardson was playing on that team. Uh, Gardner Minshew's done a great job. But the defense hasn't been there. Uh, we played you some sound from uh, from Rod Babers earlier, where he talked about you know you need got to shut down the quick game. You have to be able to shut down uh, you know the run game from Jonathan uh, Tom, Jonathan Taylor. They've been able to go in and do both of those things pretty well. But the reality is the other side. The Colts defense they're allowing over twenty points basically every week uh, near the end of the season, and they're not scoring that many points. So if you're the Texans. If you say this deep, the, that your offense is going to be able to go in there and probably put up some good points, C.J. Stroud is playing really well. Nico Collins should be healthy. You still have Noah Brown out in this game. But the the linebacking core and everything that's happening in Houston to have the turnaround that they have had of you know taking two of the top three picks in this draft, making the trade, Arizona's got to be pissed off. But this, Houston's pissed off that Cleveland's good. And Deshaun's hurt, and they're still good. They can't be happy about that one either, but that's what you get in these trades. Uh, but I think this is one. The Texans, it's a big game. It's on the road, but I think this is one the Texans can take uh, from Indianapolis if they win, they're in. Now, the question is, if they they could jump up to the four seed uh, if they win the AFC South, which they need that, and they need a Jacksonville loss uh, against Tennessee, which is probably not going to happen. Mike Vrabel's gone out and said how important this game is. There is a chance that C.J. Beathard is going to be playing in that game. There's a chance that Trevor Lawrence could be out, which, look, if I and I get it's probably too late to now say, well, we should have sat Trevor Lawrence four weeks ago 
when his injuries started to pile up and maybe give him a little bit more time to get healthy because they're just compounding one after the other. And when you favor one leg, the other legs, and it's now his shoulders hurt and he's got a concussion he's recovering from and everything he's coming back from, you know, at a certain point, when do you say, okay, well, we're just putting him out there because he's saying he's ready to go, but clearly he's not. And when you watch him play every time, he's he's a warrior. He wants to get out there and play. No no, no shade thrown at Trevor Lawrence because he wants to get out there. Sometimes you have to stand those guys' way and say it's not best for the team, it's not best for you to keep pushing this way, so we need to get you to slow down. Uh, now, that sounds like a Texans fan take, too. Uh, I don't know if you're too, you can do that in the last game of the season. They're going to have to see he is a true game-time decision, which usually means they're not playing. Usually that's more of a way of saying you've got to prepare for two quarterbacks and then C.J. Beathard comes out, but it'll be a big game there as well on Sunday. The Steelers-Ravens is the early game, so the Steelers will win, and they will know if they are if they have a shot, and they'll be watching the night game to see if they have a shot. If the Texans lose, then that'll give them another shot to get in to the playoffs as well. But the, the Texans, if they can win there, they know where their fate holds, that they're in the playoffs, and they could be a four seed winning the AFC South, a six seed, but that would be if Buffalo loses. They could be the six seed or they could be the seven seed, but you're basically looking at probably if you're a four seed playing the the Cleveland Browns, if you are a six or seven seed playing either Kansas City or the Miami Dolphins is the two teams you would most likely match up there. Uh, I don't know which matchup you're necessarily looking forward to the most. Uh, the Browns have that defense that is just killer. They're a really good team right now. You played them recently. So you may want to play them again to see what you got. You may want, but you're also if you're playing the Browns. You're at home, which is going to be a big uh, coup for for Houston if you win the AFC South. But that's a difficult first round matchup. Uh, can going into Kansas City seems difficult. Maybe going in to Miami might be the easiest path for the Texans. And I know that's a really good Miami team that could put up a lot of numbers. But your hope is that maybe they're not as hot down this stretch. That maybe you can catch them. Snoozing that Miami maybe is not the best uh, stadium to go into. It's not like going into Arrowhead or it's not, you know, you, I think that that may be the matchup that's most favorable. But if you win the AFC South, you got to take that and you got to be happy with it. Uh, but that's all from the Texans side. A couple other big games. Uh, Falcons and Saints for that NFC South, which Tampa Bay's up for as well. Uh, Atlanta is 26 in scoring offense going up against the Saints. And I think that's kind of where this battle ends up at is that the the Falcons just don't have enough firepower that Arthur Smith may be going out. Uh, this may be his last game. So we are going to see if he goes out on his sword, if he uses Kyle Pitts more, if he uses Bijan more, Bijan's close to a thousand yards, very close to all purpose, a thousand yards, but even rushing, I believe 53 away from a thousand rushing yards, which seems crazy because he just did not play a ton, but his numbers were great. Uh, so, it, to see if Arthur Smith goes out on his sword and plays Algier more and plays his guys more and, and does what he wants to do, or does he go out and try and keep his job and, and play play the guys that are drafted high and do what the fans want him to do and maybe the ownership wants him to do? Does Arthur Smith go which way? But the reality is we know that he's going to say at the end of the day, I don't have my quarterback, but there's no guarantee you're getting your guy next year either. And there's no guarantee Arthur Smith is going to be able to make the guy the guy. And I mean, he went with... With Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee is what he was winning with when he was the offensive coordinator at Tennessee. So how do you not have someone that good? And how can Heineke not be that guy? Or you know, I get Desmond Ritter is kind of a different guy. Uh, you know, what 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 does that leave them at 
If you're the Falcons, do you try and trade up into one of those lower spots and get a Drake May? Or do you talk to the Bears? Because, man, that's going to be the question. They own the Panthers pick. And do the Bears, do they keep Justin Fields and they try and go get fleece another team? Like how they fleeced uh, Carolina and got all their players. Do they add pieces from this Falcons team? And they say, you don't want to use Kyle Pitts? We'll take Kyle Pitts. You don't want to use Bijan? We'll take Bijan. You don't want to use these guys? We'll take them. You don't want to use Drake London? We'll take Drake London. And they may say, we'll go fleece them and give them uh, give them the number one pick and keep Justin Fields with a bunch of new players that can step in and score right away. If they keep him, that's a big question to come out. Uh, but I think the Saints can do too much in that game. I uh, have them being the Falcons. But look, Bijan, if he goes, he may hand the ball off to Bijan and make it a Bijan game. And we know what he can do, what we, see, what we saw him do with Texas. Uh, we already talked about the Jags and the Titans. Uh, they, look, the Jags are holding teams to 98.6 rushing yards right now, and uh, that's not a good thing if you were the Titans. You want to run the ball. You want to give Derrick Henry. This may be Derrick Henry's last game in a Titans uniform as well. Uh, if you want to see that, you'd like to see him run the ball, but he has had trouble running the ball effectively all season, and this is a really good Jaguars run defense. Uh, if you're uh, Will Levis is out, with his injury, it means Ryan Tannehill. I don't know if I trust Ryan Tannehill to go in and outshoot the Jaguars' defense and even score enough to get the win. Uh, I still see the Jaguars winning, but you know they're in Tennessee. Anything can happen. Mike Vrabel's going to go out swinging. We know that as much. Uh, the big Sunday night game, uh, Buffalo versus the Dolphins. No Chubb, no Howard on the defense means that Josh Allen's going to be able to throw the ball. I don't know if the turnover rate is going to be there. To stop the Bills and stop Josh Allen, you kind of have to get them to turn the ball over. When they don't, they're a really good team, and I don't know if the pieces are there for the Dolphins to stop them from coming in. The Bills get in, they make the playoffs, and they're a team that could cause havoc in the playoffs for anybody to see. And we can't not mention the Cowboys. I wrote down five words for the Cowboys and Commanders game. This is the entire scouting report I've had to go through. For the commanders who are going to be apparently sitting some of their veterans, and they wanted, they're in the, the race for the number two pick, so they don't want to win at all. Just don't screw it up. That's it. That's it. You're 13 point favorites. I know it's on the road, and you hate the road, Cowboys, but just don't screw it up. Just don't screw it up. Let me talk a little bit about the number two pick and uh, Antonio Pierce as well, some other news there. I want to get back to the text line, though. Uh, because you guys, you guys do drive the show. 512-447-3776. Poll of the day. Uh, who would you like to see get their number retired? Since Shaq is getting his number retired in Orlando, who would you like to see get their number retired? Send that one in. Uh, and then uh, also, if you've got anything else, go ahead and send that in. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, send that in as well. Uh, Texter says, you want to see Jason Kidd get retired from the Mavs, Adrian Beltre from the Rangers, and uh, I'm not a Spurs fan, but you need a real point guard and a real center to go around Wimbenyama. I think the center part is a little different. I think you get a power forward that can kind of step in with Wimby if they can rim protect. I don't think you necessarily need a straight-up center because you'd like to have someone else who can stretch the floor as well and let guys drive the paint. So I think you could make it work as long as they can be a rim protector and bump underneath. Uh, everyone would love Alperin Shingun, who is uh, killing it for the Rockets right now. Everybody would have loved to have gotten him. I think the Spurs should have gotten him. Uh, I really wish they would have drafted him a couple years ago. They didn't, but that's that's fine. Uh, he's right now, and what's crazy is he's actually ahead of Wimby and Chet in all-star voting. So people are a big fan of him in Houston. Uh, he's doing big things. 
Uh, but the point guard, yes. They do need to find a point guard. They kept Trey Jones. I don't think Trey Jones was ever supposed to be the starting point guard for him either. I think they want to find a better point guard for uh, Wimby. I agree with you there. Uh, you know, as much as you know, you have the the other players stepping in. And again, I'll talk about this more later because it's a much more basketball philosophy thing. But the the thought of players of you know anybody can play point now, and the point guard kind of moving away, and people not wanting to use it. It's a really hard for some of these guys to come in and play point guard and play their regular position, start the offense, and then slide into being aggressive without the ball. It's just hard for a lot of guys to get that mindset. Uh, and so that's why it helps to have a really good point guard. Uh, so you need to have those types of things. Uh, <laughs> Dexter says, if Dallas loses to Washington, give Mike a number and retire it, retire him with it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, if, if Mike McCarthy loses to Washington. But then again, then you have to play on the road, which is gonna, Jerry would hate. If if Mike is – if you lose, this is the beginning of the end if you can't beat Washington. Who wants to lose? They're one of the three teams. Washington, Arizona, and New England are all tied for that number two pick. Right now, New England has his number one, uh, but they're playing the Jets. So, you know, Bill Belichick, we'll see what he does. He may come in and end up uh, knocking him out of that number two position because he wants to show something to the Jets and show that he has a chance to, you know, be the guy. The Jets don't necessarily want to move up either, so they may be trying to lose. So maybe Bill Belichick on his way out, knowing that the writing on the wall is that he's not going to be there and say, screw you guys, I'm moving you from the number two pick to the four to the fifth pick. I'm going to move you guys. The old, the old Lovey Smith. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll move him down. Arizona plays Seattle. Seattle's trying to win and get into the playoffs, so you know they're probably going to lose. I don't know how much they have to fight for. Rich Gannon will fight, but you, you want to lose that game. And Washington's playing Dallas. They're benching players. They want to miss that game. Uh, and Nate says, are we sure there aren't more than four or five people that care about the Texans? Yes, people care about the Texans. We're back. Texans fans are back now, Nate. Look, I'm rooting for the Cowboys too, Nate, but you can't hate on my Texans. We're coming for you. We're coming. Look, we all does who doesn't want a Texans Cowboys Super Bowl? I know Cowboys fans would love it because you think you dominate it. And Texas fans would be like, look, we made it to the Super Bowl. We're happy to be here. Uh so yeah, come on. We're, we'll root for each other. We're not in the same conference. We're not playing each other. People care about the Texans. Terrible, Nate. Terrible. Hating on hating on my Texans. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll play some more sound from Hook'em Up with Ian Robbie talking about the Longhorns, uh, some early Heisman voting, and uh, what this class of t- guys heading to the NFL means to Texas. Uh, some really good stuff to- from this morning. We'll get to that in more of your text messages, 512-447-3776. We get back here on the Sports Complex and the Horn 1019, AM 1260, the Horn app, and hornfm.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex, weekday afternoons on The Horn. Marjorie, 
Back on the Sports Complex here on the Horn. It's a 512 Friday playing bands that you can go check out around town uh, tonight. Tonight, this weekend, but tonight in Austin, this is the Reverend Few. They're going to be playing tonight at Continental Club. They're playing with the Waters, two awesome bands you can check out over at the Continental Club tonight. It's going to be a fun show over there. The Reverend Few are awesome. So uh, go check them out and uh, keep supporting local music here in Austin, Texas. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a thing that doesn't survive without you guys. Uh, 512-447-3776 is the text line. The number is open for you to text in whatever you guys want to talk about. We're at the poll of the day. Who would like to see? What player would you like to see get their number retired? Any sport? Any place? It can't be someone who's already retired or the number's already retired. But if you've got somebody who you think uh, has not been honored yet, send that in on the text line. Anything else you want to talk about? NFL picks. If you got any uh, some hot takes in the NFL or NBA or any of that, Trades you want to see come down, what the Cowboys need to do to win in the playoffs and actually get the monkey off their back. Send that stuff in on the text line, 512-447-3776. I'm going to play some sound from Hook'em Up with Ian Robbie. Uh, some really good stuff that they uh... – also, before I get out, also, if you have a nickname for the backcourt for the Texas women's team, I have not seen one. If there is one already, someone let me know. I have not seen one of uh, the nickname for the backcourt – but uh, Shea Holly and Shaylee Gonzalez, it feels like there should be a good nickname for this core now that Rory Harmon has gone down with injury. I feel like they need a good nickname. I feel like they need one. But I'm going to play this down from Hook'em Up with Ian Robbie. Rod had a really good uh, talk about what this uh, class, this graduating class that is going on to the NFL and some of these players going on to the NFL at Texas, what they mean. He's going to start off talking about some uh, early Heisman odds uh, that we have seen, but uh, some good stuff uh, about this Longhorn culture and what uh, Longhorns are looking at next year and what those Longhorns meant that are leaving right now. It's good stuff from Hook'em Up with Ian Rod B, a replay right here on the Sports Complex. All right, another addition of Behind the Burnt Orange Curtain. Um, shout out to my man CB. He sent me this, uh, these Heisman odds from On3. Uh, and this comes from FanDuel, their sports book. So these are their Heisman odds. Gentlemen, they have Quinn Ewers tied with Jalen Milrow and one Carson Beck with the best Heisman odds for 2024. Dylan Gabriel is four, well, it's not fourth, but he's second uh, best Heisman odds. Those three are tied uh, with the best Heisman odds, Quinn Ewers, Jalen Milrow, and Carson Beck. Uh, but then Dylan Gabriel uh, after them at uh, plus 1,000. Uh, J.J. McCarthy at plus 1,800. Uh, Nico Lama I hope I got that right. He's also at plus 1,800. Jackson Arnold at plus 1,800. And Connor Wigman uh, also at eight, plus 1,800. But Quinn Ewers, Jalen Milroy, and Carson Beck at plus 750. Gentlemen, we think Quinn Ewers is going to be at least a Heisman finalist in 2024. This would, this would hint that he, they think he's going to be at least a finalist. I, I would say that's I – mean, we talked yesterday about the, the same odds for national championship. Uh, and I think it's a good bet on Texas as one of the top three or four because of what we talked about. But, but for Quinn Ewers, yes, year three in a Sark system with an experienced offensive line where he'll get good protection. I mean, you got to feel like with Kyle Flood and um, you know, get, you know, pushing this thing forward with the offensive line and you oh, only yeah. lose Christian Jones. And whoever wins that right tackle position, 
that's going to be a battle. Uh, to, you know, they're bringing in the, the kid Brandon Baker, the five-star from Modern Day, uh, DJ Campbell, uh, not DJ Campbell, um, you know, Cam Williams. Yep. Uh, there'll be some other guys competing for that job and have to go get it. And, um, you know, yeah, Kelvin Banks in year three at left tackle. You'd like where that's going. So, yes, but and a, and a strong running game, which you, they're going to have, in my opinion, because even with Jonathan Brooks making his decision to jump and go to the NFL, uh, you still have, you know, we saw the glimpses of what Jaden Blue can be as a change of pace back to a big C.J. Baxter, who now C.J. Rod gets a year in that weight room where he can put on some of that armor. armor. Yeah, some of that armor. Um, He can come back a different-looking player, and he was pretty good as a freshman. And then, you know, you're bringing in uh, new running backs in in Jared Gibson out of the IMG Academy, who people like a lot, and Christian Clark, who Bobby Burton said he was his favorite player in the recruiting class, you know, uh, as far as under the radar a little bit. Christian Clark out of Arizona. Steve Sarkeesian wrote down B. John Robinson (laughs) with a question mark after evaluating (laughs) his film, which I thought, wow. Yeah, a lofty praise. So I think you'll have a good running game uh, behind this offensive line. Yeah, the passing game is the real question. Yeah, the question is who's who the targets so are. So how's he going to make it to the Heisman finalists if he don't have the weapon to throw to because he's losing all of his targets? Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to trust that, that these receivers are going to develop. And, again, we, we, we've already just mentioned that uh, down at, in uh, – because Sark has shown the, the, the inclination that if it's a hand-picked guy that he recruited – and he's good enough and mature enough early. He's if he's he's old enough, right? It doesn't matter. Yeah. And the guy that has turned all the heads down in San Antonio this week has been Ryan Wingo. He's the real deal. That Ryan Wingo, according to the uh, the director of scouting for On Three Sports, who they run that bowl game, said he's been the most impressive player there. Uh, and you could look when you're you're at those All Star practice, Rod. You're going against other All Stars, so you're not mm-hmm. going you're you're going against the best of the best. And Ryan Wingo has really stood out. He's a guy to go with Jonte Cook and DeAndre Moore and. You know the addition of Matthew Golden. I just I believe Sark with a, a third year quarterback and a good offensive line and a good running game, they'll be passing numbers. They'll be passing numbers. No, I disagree with that, but it, it, you're going into a new league, number one for it's sure, a more competitive league. Uh, that's number one with better high end talent and yeah, with Carson Beck and, yeah, uh, and Jalen Miller. Yeah, a lot of talent, but it's un, they're unproven commodities. Correct, they're unproven talent. Um, so you you're going from guys who are proven and you go and wide receiver chemistry, quarterback and wide receiver chemistry is a real thing, guys. It actually matters. And you may not have that early on. Even though these guys are really talented, chemistry matters. Big and, time. And, he, and, and Quinn has been with these guys for two years, essentially. He's been with X-Men and J.T. Sanders. This year, him and A.D. Mitchell kind of had a natural chemistry, especially when he came to the red zone. But, yeah, I think the, the passing game may take a little while. That's all I'm saying. But you've got the running game to rely on while the passing game finds its groove. Well, and if you're a Texas fan, you liked hearing Sark, or excuse me, Quinn talking about attacking the postseason or attacking the offseason, becoming one of those leaders and running those, mm-hmm. you know, offseason workouts yeah, and really be. getting with the receivers that are – and, you know, Jontae Cook's got a high ceiling and DeAndre Moore, um, some maturity to him. Matthew uh, Golden. Matthew I would doubt they go try to get another veteran receiver. Yeah, well, there is you know, a, lot of, a lot of talk that the Longhorns are still that. trying to land one. Yeah. A veteran player with, with actual skins on the wall yeah, that at the fit, college that, level. that fits their culture. Correct. One, he, can't, he can't be a guy that doesn't Correct. fit their culture. Um, but I think, I, I think they're going to try to go get another veteran. Even, you know, they might try to go get a veteran to know what J.T. Sanders does. Well, and the other name that we – veteran tight end. At that position, and again, I don't know if this is an immediate impact guy, but the kid out of Alabama – from uh, Sarah Land, Alabama, Ryan Williams, who's a five-star receiver. He's one of these kids who reclassified. So he would have been a, a 2025 commitment, but he's yeah. a 2024. Okay. So he'll be coming in in the spring. He's coming for an official visit at Texas at the end of the month. Okay. And he's coming when K.J. Lacey's going to be here too, the quarterback commitment for 2025. So that's a name to watch if you're looking yeah. for another receiver that could be added to this year's class because he's 2024 now. He's reclassified, kind of like Quinn Ewers did. So that's a name to watch, but you're right. I do think they'll be on the prowl on the portal for a veteran 
but as far as you know, finalists for the Heisman, I think Quinn Ewers, when you think about third-year quarterbacks in a high-scoring system, yes, in a new league, uh, I don't think that's a crazy bet. I, I, nor would I think, think Jalen Milrow would come in as the favorite because another year in that system, Tommy Reese and he, his dual-threat ability, uh, Alabama's going to be playing in huge games. He'll have a chance to showcase. And I, I thought Carson Beck was a real good player this year. Yeah, yeah look, you know, I'm with you on that. I think he showed a lot of strides. Um, and I, I, I think every year that could be a toss-up about the Heisman, but Quinn should be in the discussion, there's no doubt, especially returning in the Sark system um, as a third-year quarterback. We talk about what sixth-year quarterbacks look like in a system. Um, Quinn should definitely look a lot better, more comfortable in that Sark system next season. All right, let's talk about uh, Jay Witt for a second because Jay Witt had a really nice announcement, very sentimental announcement for the Longhorn uh, fans out there uh, via Twitter and social media. He's leaving. He's departing. He's exhausted his eligibility. But here is the, uh, the message that he had via social media for the Longhorn Nation. Sorry, it's not playing for some reason. Oh, no worries about it. No worries. All right, this is yeah, yeah, video yesterday. J- 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 Jay Witt and his media yes. team put together. Uh, this, I thought it was pretty cool. But uh, when you get it going, just let me know. Uh, but one thing that Jay Witt said uh, that I thought was pretty cool um, in the video, in the, in video and he said that he, he repeated something that I've said for, for years. I don't know if he heard it from me or if he heard it from somebody else. But I really don't care. As long as it's penetrated the locker room, um, that he came here to play. He came here to play for Texas. He didn't come to play at Texas. Got it now. Um, that, oh, you know what? We got it. I'll let Jay Witt tell you. Here it is. Jordan Whittington, they call him the, the junkyard dog because he does all the dirty leader. work. So Get valuable to this He's offense. Dear Texas, thank you. Every moment I've had here, good or bad, has been a piece of such an important chapter in my life. And it's an honor to say I didn't just play at Texas. I played for Texas. Every minute, every day, every year, I gave you my all. <laughs> Tremendous effort from Jordan Whittington. Those are game-winning plays. And now, I feel complete. Over the middle, top. touchdown, Texas. Jordan Whittington. Jordan Whittington with an absolutely outstanding block. Jordan Whittington. So after 17 long years, or however long it's been since I've been here, it's time to go. But no matter when, no matter where, no matter what, I'll forever be a Texas Longhorn. Hook. Love the uh, the statement that I didn't come here to play. It's an honor to say that I came here to play for Texas, not at Texas. That matters. And, and initially, years ago, I don't know, like five, six years ago, when, when I first said that you know, you got to have a locker room with guys that want to play for Texas, not guys that want to play at Texas. There are two types of Texas football players. The guys who come to play for Texas, guys who come to play at Texas. The guys who come to play for Texas, they want to know if they can, how they can leave it better than they found it. All right, what can I do to help the University of Texas? What can I do to help the program? Uh, the guys who come to play at Texas, they want to know what the university can do for them, right? Hey, who can help me with my NIL? Can I make some more NIL money? Can uh, you help me with some tickets to ACL, to the South by Southwest? And nothing wrong with that. Guys want to enjoy their experience, but it's a different mindset. And you can go from one to the other. I was in that locker room, and I was with, when I first came to Texas, we had a lot of guys who were here to play at Texas. And by the time I left, most of the locker room were here were guys that came to play for Texas. And the coach can weed out right the at texas guys and the 
the mindset of Jay Witt and those types of players, they, that's how you pass down the culture. And I, I call Jay Witt a culture bearer. Uh, much like the Rojo before him. And these are not always the best players on your team. Hell, sometimes they're not even the best players in their room. Rojo wasn't even the best running back in the room. Jay Witt's not the best wide receiver in that room, but they, he, they are walking testimonies throughout that locker room. They, they force everybody in that locker room to, to, to be accountable. They force everybody in the locker room to look at themselves in the mirror and have that man in the mirror, man in the mirror moment and ask yourself, are you doing everything that it takes the sacrifice, the commitment. Are you doing as much as Jay Witt? Because Jay Witt changed everything about his, his habits. And that's all culture is, guys. Culture is just habits. It's every day, getting up every day, attacking every task with the same attitude, the same vigor, all right, with the, uh, the same excitement. And even though it may be things that some people dread, you learn to master the process and become obsessed with the process. And that's what Jay Witt had to do. And not the result. Remember, Jay Witt couldn't see the field, couldn't stay healthy. And then he started to understand, well, maybe it's what can I do? I mean, I can I can complain about the external factors, man. I can't stay healthy. And, you know, it's, I just got really bad luck. But what can I do to change my fate? And he started coming into the training room earlier. He said, I had to get into the training room an hour earlier than everybody else because my body's different. I got to warm up. It takes me, it takes me an hour to warm up. <laughs> um, he had to stay, stay later than everybody else. He had to warm down. When other players could just hit the showers and leave, he had to stay later than everybody else and warm down properly. He had to change the way he ate. Can't just eat barbecue and wings all the time. His body reacts to it differently. He had to change his diet so that it would, it would have a more positive effect on his physiology. All these things are a sacrifice and commitment. Every player in the locker room is on their individual journey of, of sacrifice and commitment and doing whatever it takes to be the best version of themselves so that they can help the team. And if you get 80-something guys all on that mission, obsessed with it, and sacrificing like a Jay Witt. And did Jay Witt, did he get all the accolades on the field? Did he get all the targets on the field? No. <laughs> he was out there. He was happy to be out there, and he was out there blocking. It's a great saying from Brendan Marion. What you do without the football shows how much you love your teammates. And Jay Witt loves his teammates. He loves them because he's always given max fanatical effort without the football. And that is a testimony to every guy in that locker room. If you're not getting the football, don't complain. Just give max effort in every task that you are tasked with, right, or responsible for. And, you know, whatever it takes for you to be the best version of yourself, whether it be staying late or coming early, changing your diet. Rojo was also similar to this, right? Rojo sacrificed his, his position, right? He wanted to be a quarterback. He came in as a quarterback. Instead of transferring, they told him that he, they wanted him to switch positions. He switched positions and did the selfless thing. And for guys to see that and witness that, trust me, guys, it has a, an effect. It has an effect. It, it spreads all throughout that locker room, that selflessness, that sacrifice, that dedication. These guys are walking testimonies. And that's what a culture bearer is all about. I don't know who's going to pick it up next season. But I know for since Sark's been here, Rojo and Jay Witt are probably the best examples of culture bearers that they've had. And there's no question it's helped them win games. Hell, literally, Jay Witt's play in that TCU game helped them win that game. Yeah, you're 100% right about that. And you mentioned that you guys talked to Jalen Ford on the Third and Longhorn podcast yep. uh, recently. And, you know, this week. And yeah. he, he told the story of when uh, Roshan stood up in the, after the Kansas loss. And Sark, remember, Sark was biting back tears last year talking about Roshan Johnson and how important he was to their 
Their culture. Their culture. Yeah. Because the coaches kept saying it. They needed a player. Mm-mm. They needed a player to, to stand it. up and can't hold Can't be the, Bo Davis. Yeah, can't be all the coaches all the time. It needed a player, and it became Roshan. And then, as you said, the, you know, the running back room became the – the, the catalyst, the catalyst yeah. for it. And now Sark was talking to New Orleans about we got 30 or 40, what we think are true leaders. We're, it started with two or three uh, in year one into year two. Now we think it's, it's three or four or 30 or 40 guys who are going to be part of that. And that's as that grows, that gets that's really where, yeah. you know, next level. The, it's next level. So not just one or two guys, it's everybody. And they, they, they then weed out the ones that don't fit okay, you, or get it, get on board or get it going. I mean, that's just kind of the way that goes. That's, exactly right. that's good stuff right there, Rod. Good stuff there from Hook Em Up with Ian Robbie. It has been an eventful last 30 minutes for Texas Longhorns and uh, not all great. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will tell you the player who has announced they're coming back and the, I believe, four players who have entered the portal and one who is uh, believed to be leaving Texas as well. We'll tell you all that when we come back here and wrap up the show here on the Sports Complex. On uh, the Horn 1019 AM 1260, the Horn app and hornfm.com. Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex, weekday afternoons, only on the Horn. Last call. So either hook up now or go home and take care of yourselves. To alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. That's what I do. I drink. And I know things. Bring a pitcher of beer every seven minutes till somebody passes out. And then bring one every ten minutes. I'm very drunk, and I intend getting still drunker before the evening's over. Back on the sports complex to wrap things up. That was, uh, I was playing that clip. I was scrolling through some things and seeing news flying out left and right uh, that Texas... Uh, I guess we'll start with the good news is that Alfred Collins has officially announced that he will be coming back to Texas for the next season. So that is somebody that you are going to get. Uh, you know, we know Trill Carter uh, went into the transfer portal earlier today, announced he was going in the transfer portal earlier today. But the Friday afternoon dump of people jumping into the portal on a Friday afternoon, uh, two players that you may not see as much about, uh, Reed Malfris. Uh, the uh, another punter is uh, he was a walk-on punter from Dallas. He is transferring out. Uh, also, Charles Wright, grad transfer quarterback, is transferring out. He is entering the transfer portal. Uh, but two big names entering the transfer portal: uh, Keaton Crawford and Jaron Thompson. Both in that secondary are both uh, said to be entering the transfer portal as of right now. That is a uh, that is some big news for Texas that this secondary next year is going to be. Uh, a much younger and is going to have to continue to grow. And you're going to have a lot of, I don't know how many guys you're going to try and find in that transfer portal, uh, but that is going to be a new secondary for Texas. I don't think you have to worry about this uh, this older secondary if they can improve next season. You're going to be worried about the younger guys coming in. Uh, they're already playing Manny Muhammad and, uh, and uh, uh, Derek Williams. They're playing them a lot of minutes already. So you're going to see more and more young guys getting playing time in that secondary with Jaron Thompson and Keaton Crawford both ending the portal. Reports are as well that Ryan Watts will not be returning next year, whether he goes to the pros or transfers to another school. Uh, reports are that Ryan Watts will most likely not be returning returning to the Longhorns in uh, next season as well. So some uh, some big news there coming out late on a Friday uh, that there is a lot of players, and who knows, 
who no knows if uh, uh, who else we'll see entering the portal uh, this weekend. But we'll keep you up with it when we come back on Monday. But yes, uh, Jaron Thompson and King Crawford, two big names entering the portal. Also reports that Ryan Watts has decided he will move on from Texas, whether it's pro or transfer portal has not been decided yet, but uh, probably not coming back to Texas. And then Charles Wright, uh, another player who's a fixture, part of the culture, part of the guys that, you know, a great uh, a great addition on that in that quarterback room for them uh, will be moving on as well. Good for him, though, to go get some playing time. Uh, and for everybody, I, I you know, I don't, I don't harbor, harbor any ill will to any of these guys. Uh, wish them the best in wherever they do end up. Uh, also, a note for the Mavericks fans out there, uh, Luka Doncic is expected to miss the home game tonight with swelling in the ankle, uh, but he will be missing. He'll most likely miss the game tonight. Uh, and I was re- I was hearing something else about uh, that Pascal Siakam. Apparently, the Kings have a lot of interest in there. A lot of Kings interest in Pascal Siakam. I think he's a guy that the uh, the Mavs should definitely be looking at if you can get a good deal on him. All right, it's going to be a good weekend for everybody. I hope you enjoy uh, uh, Texas Longhorns start Big Twelve play tomorrow against Texas Tech. Pop Isaacs just got served with the lawsuit, so we'll see how that affects that game. Uh, a lot going on. And a lot of Week 18 football. We'll be back on Monday to discuss it all with you. You know what? I might start opening up the phone line on Monday. I don't know. I've been thinking about doing it for a little while. But now that Texas football season is over, I think it might be fun to open up the phone line for you guys. So we may do that on Monday. We'll see what we get into uh, for Week 18 football, for Texas basketball, all of that in the transfer portal too, man. It, it, give it, then it, take it away. We'll be talking about it all when you come back on Monday. Until then, be be safe, be kind, keep your underwear clean. We'll see you right back here on the Sports Complex.